Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimette. This week's guest is former Steadicam operator and now cinematographer, Andrew Rollins. I didn't know Andrew before he came in. I'd heard what a nice guy he was, and of course I knew him by his reputation and his talent. He works with some of the best in Hollywood, uh, Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, J.J. Abrams, Tom Cruise. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And unfortunately, even though this interview is kind of long, I didn't even have a chance to get to half of them, it seems like. So I, I'm already thinking about having him back in. Um, but I think the, the conversation we had was a lot of fun. And he obviously comes through as a really nice guy. And I think you'll enjoy it. One thing I didn't ask him about was the Volt. I'm curious what he thinks of it and if he wishes he had had one while he was doing Steadicam and, you know, the conversation I've been having with a lot of guys. And um, speaking of the Volt, Tiffin Steadicam. Tiffin Steadicam is a sponsor of the show. They are friends of the show. They are supporters of the Steadicam community. And uh, I appreciate their support, as always. And there's also Walter Clausen, who is another sponsor. And I appreciate their support very much. They make all kinds of great products. Um, back mount harness, the iBaird that I can't stop talking about, the hard mount, um, all, kinds of, all kinds of stuff. So thank you, Walter Clausen. Uh, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's one giant robot, Or you can friend me on Facebook. And actually, I have a Walking Backwards Facebook page that I haven't really promoted or anything. And so if you want to find that and sign up, maybe I'll start doing stuff in there i just want to do graphics and stuff and you know i'm, I'm working on stuff i'm working on it <laughs> um there is also some people saying they want t-shirts i'm working on that as well um same issue generally i need artwork and you know stuff like that in time um so they're coming i promise eventually um and you know email me if you want um other things if the if you have suggestions i'm open to suggestions so i don't know if that about water bottles hats i who knows um yeah so let me know um it's walking backwards podcast at gmail.com and also check out my patreon at patreon.com slash walking backwards it's just a way for people to support the show support things like getting merchandise and things like that okay and the last thing cinegear is coming up on on friday and saturday and on saturday as a lot of you probably know already we'll have the steadicam get together at uh at the fat dog um where we've done it for the last couple years and so anybody in town um come along and bring your friends whatever no problem it's it's a lot of fun and we're gonna have a walking backwards cocktail this year so that should be kind of cool so, um, can't wait to see everybody. All right, um, let's get to it. Here is Andrew Rollins. What were you saying when you started? Oh, just having you know, the, the uh, respect for the Sound Brothers. In the beginning, you know, everything used to do everything. Carry the boxes. That yeah. was the main job, right? Then it was like, oh, there's this massive big Naga thing. You should put that on your shoulders, yeah? <laughs> you, you hang on to that for me. And then point that microphone over there. Okay. Okay. So that's you know I used to be able to do everything. You know. Yeah. So I had you know, listening to everything through the cans. You'd be like, oh, okay, it sounds people get a little bit closer. It sounds better, you know. Until someone said it's in the shot, you're like, oh, okay. Right. So <laughs> I was probably there as a camera assistant loader, but um, again, used to do everything. It was, it was great. You, you have respect for every department, you know, all the different departments. That's similar 
kind of similar to me because I I I was a PA for a while, but mm. in Florida in a small market where right. same they right. just uh, you know you're a PA and they'll yeah. use you if you're willing to work they'll work you you yeah. know and and so I did grip work you know camera that's how I learned about a lot of film camera stuff oh, absolutely. because I didn't know anything about it yeah. I was in the same small market in Perth in Australia very small little market oh in Perth yeah uh, so that's where I started you'll be surprised to hear that I've been there no I have <laughs> but it was going on 30 uh, more than 35 years ago when I was young we went to my dad spent a lot of time in Australia oh wow so we spent a summer in mostly Sydney and Melbourne but uh. my dad and I traveled around I think he had a client in Perth yeah we went there for a couple days or something I remember I don't think we drove there that would be a really long drive from that, like Sydney that's right? a five day drive yes okay it's, we drove somewhere kind of in the outback but yeah. not you know yeah. six hours or something maybe yeah. but so we didn't drive to Perth but we drove somewhere yeah. who knows so that's uh, you Samuel L. Jackson and Rusty Geller and when I said I'm from Perth they go oh I know Perth <laughs> I was cruising around Cleveland with Sam Jackson when we were doing um Mm, Captain America Winter Soldier. That's okay. Right. And we're just, just him and I in the car. He's driving. I've got the camera shooting across, you know, profile at him. And we st- stop at the lights. We're talking. So, where are you from? Blah, blah. And he said, Oh, Perth. Yeah, I've been there. I'm like, Yeah, whatever. And he started naming off some places, you know. And I was just amazed. You know. And he was a real cool character, of course, but uh, he right. really liked it. So, yeah. people, you're in a very little, very exclusive club. I guess so. I guess so. that's exciting. Well, Rusty Geller is a, a Steadicam operator from LA. Now yeah. he, he lives there now, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is he still doing Steadicam? I don't yeah, know. yeah. He's yeah. You know, he's the guy in town. Is he? Yeah. Is that the deal? Oh, Does cool. a lot of underwater stuff and, uh, oh, and Steadicam. That's his passion is diving. You know, he's. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's a good place to live then. Yeah, he lives right on the canals. They're like the same idea as Florida. You know, wow. his little boat goes out, dives on the reefs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a nice thing. No, it's funny. Um, uh, my my friend uh, from Australia went back to Australia to have her baby. Oh, yeah. She lives in the U.S. and yep. she, her husband's American, but they went back because why not? Why not? Well, our first uh, child here it cost us seventeen thousand dollars. You know, okay. Before I got on in the union and uh, got my motion picture health, you know, things sort of. And then the other two were basically a thousand bucks. You know, right. so it's a huge. And that was in ninety five. Uh, 97 so you know that the, now it'd be even more expensive right now it's, so it's it's a good deal i heard somebody say recently like 30 grand but oh, easy yeah, I, yeah, yeah but i don't know I don't, I don't have any so yeah just the cat exactly cat's <laughs> enough the cat rules right <laughs> yeah i hum- work for her yes yeah you human slave <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh uh, do you get back to Australia often, or I just had a trip back there after finishing Star Wars. I went back for four weeks because uh, just to go see everyone. You know, such a long trip; it's hard to go for a week or yeah. So we took advantage of the time off and had four weeks traveling around, seeing people on the west coast and east coast. It was f- so much fun. It was great. Just what I needed, you know, to recharge after that. Yeah, epic. well, you'd been in, you'd been there for a long time in London. We were, I was in London for nine months, I think, in the end. So, we'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah. But, um, uh, but uh, 
Uh, I'll tell you everything you want to know about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, right. All the spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, the I cat just, does it. <laughs> I just oh, had sorry. I just had Jeff Haley in here, and I'm like <laughs> before Avengers Endgame yeah. came out. So I that's, was, that's the office I was just in just now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's like, I gotta be, I gotta be careful. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, uh, no, I, I was just gonna ask, did you start Steadicam in Australia, or did you start here? I um I, I came here in ninety ninety one ninety two and did a steady com- steady camp course over in uh, Yellow Springs in Pennsylvania right and uh, then went back to Australia came back to LA picked up my three A rig and took it back to Australia and started working and wasn't much of a market there mm. started working in Singapore and Malaysia Indonesia because there was a lot of ton of commercials up there so I started doing that then I ended up moving to Singapore for two and a half years because that was a good base to be based out of. So I was doing okay. all those that market up through there, and then George Paddock, who I'd met at the Steadicam workshop, uh, he and I had, had stayed in contact, and he kept encouraging me to come back here to LA. So '94 moved here, so it was great. How was that tough to do? Or yeah, it was uh, a, you know paperwork, you know just constant reams of paperwork to to jump through all the hoops but finally right. we, we got it and got a work visa and because Steadicam was such a specialist thing at the time and we were you know the pro was being developed so I was actually working with with uh, George and, and, and a bunch of other people you know that's how I sort of was able to come uh, and it was fun a lot of fun mm-hmm. staying up at Chris Harroff's house up in Rogers and Ave- Averton, Avenue and um, let's say that again Staying up at Chris Harhoff's house up in Rogerson Avenue in Beechwood Canyon, which oh. was used to be a little Steadicam enclave up there. Oh, really? Uh, Marco Kane, Dave Emmerichs, Henry Turrell, George Paddock, of course. Uh, who else? Dan Nis used to drop by. It was just and Colin Anderson now is Steadicamming, but he was up in that mix as well. It was a lot of fun people. Wow, that's pretty neat. Yeah. They they all lived up there. Or they yeah. just used to, really. Well, most of them lived up there or lived nearby. You know, within. A street or two or Bronson or next really so it was you can imagine after 5 p.m. out in the balcony the watching the hummingbirds was quite nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great yeah has it changed a lot since the early 90s or 90 with 95 you said 95 yeah. yeah up in Beechwood yeah I think so yeah I think yeah. it's I don't I think Dave still is up there one of us now got kids and families and we've all moved out into yeah. the burbs yeah yeah where you could get a little more space yes bang for your buck yeah yeah i get it yeah. i hear you i like this area i'm so close yeah. to everything it's yeah, you exactly, know it's yeah. great but but i don't have a big place yeah kind of intentionally you know i don't need a lot of space so yeah. well we used to live on the side of the hill in beachwood canyon so when the kids used to roll down the hill you had to go down the bottom of the hill and pick them up and bring them back up again so in the end okay we're going to move to the flats <laughs> It was just good workout, yeah. though. It was a good workout. <laughs> it was good fun. But that, it was a lot of fun back in those days. We used to uh, work out up in the hills there, up in the trails. So there was all sorts of people running around up there. Yeah, just like St- practicing and stuff? Yeah. yeah and yeah. wearing, you know, bulletproof vests and stuff, you know, running with extra weight and running down the hill, running up the hills, doing the stairs on Beachwood Canyon there. Right. The 97 steps of hell. Is it 97 yeah. steps? Is that what it yeah. is? I don't think I've ever gone up the stairs there. yeah. Huh. And George is being his ex Navy military background. Come on, come on, let's go. You know. Oh right. It was, but it was good. Yeah, that'll get you in shape. I think yeah. Colin Hudson told me years ago he used to run the stairs at Santa Monica. Right. Um, but uh, 
I don't know if he's done it in a while. I think he works too much. Yeah, exactly. Once you start working, this is like the days when you're sitting around going, okay, I wish I had a job. wish I could get a job. wish I could just do one day on a music video, you know. Right. wish I could get flogged for 18 hours for nothing and be yelled at and screamed at. And, oh, I wish I, had that. I could just do that. Cartoon now, like, oh, fuck me. I'm, oh. Are you less swear on this? Oh, it's oh, encouraged. Geez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just turning the fuck filter on. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Good, perfect. Uh, oh God, I've talked about music videos. I <laughs> I hadn't done one until somewhat recently. Mm. Um, kind of a ish music video, but it wasn't like that. It was like a ten or twelve hour day. It was, yeah. but it was all steady cam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, these, those were days when we used to do like eighteen hour days. Oh. And it was, you know, rap was just getting started. And these are like, you know, $400,000, $500,000 music videos and stuff like that. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. But they were spending lots of money in those. Well, no one knew who was spending the money until the artist had to pay the bill, you know, two years later. And that's why they all went broke, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And fueled by some magic powder, apparently. That's why these guys used to shoot all day and all night. I don't know what it was, but it was... Weird. It was weird, yeah. <laughs> heard that about that show miami vice too <laughs> shockingly <laughs> now um the, yeah the first video i ever worked on but not as a steadicam operator was 2.7 million dollar budget wow, huge video massive four day shoot two oh. full crews going three stages where i mean craziness that's mad. tons of effects yeah, yeah um as a matter of fact they built this one set that was meant to be spun around Right. Uh, the guy, and then it would. They had so many lights on it; it weighed like three tons. It was the whole crew was pushing this thing in circles, and then pushing it back another. And then uh, we shot in there, and it was a cool little rig. He had like a up and down, almost slider, with the camera attached to it. Right. That was the only opening in the whole thing. It was all enclosed. Oh wow! And um, yeah, he had to like climb in to get inside of it. Do you remember what the? Music oh, it was the Backstreet Boys music video. It was called Larger Than Life. Yeah. I'm going to go watch it. Yeah, yeah. You should yeah. all look it up on your Well, yeah, you can see, now. if you watch it, you'll see the parts with, with, with Howie, with the room spinning around him. Right. And it's a great effect. It's yeah, really cool. Yeah. But um, right after that, we moved on to something else, and they basically just started taking sledgehammers to it. And it cost them thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars to do. You know, and it's like... Jeez, like they were throwing the wheels that were on it out yeah. and all this stuff. So some of the crew members were smart and they're like, "Well, shit, if they're going to throw it out, I'll go take this wood and I'll go," yeah. you know. But um, I mean, it was just it was just crazy. And there was Steady Camp. I forget who it was. I don't think in, I ever in Florida. Um, I'm pretty sure this guy was out of L.A., mm-hmm. but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um been so many there's so many of them out there now yeah they're and breeding this, i think yeah this was in the late 90s maybe 99 could have been me could have no. been 2000 no no <laughs> <laughs> well i did i was as a matter of fact i was looking what year was gia oh um good question <laughs> Because I looked at your credits, and that's the first credit I saw. I worked my way backwards. I yeah. think it was ninety five ish. Yeah, it would have been in in that sort of ninety. It would have been ninety six because I it was, the first eleven months he was just sitting around 
twiddling thumbs and stuff like that. Wait, like you didn't work at all? No, I mean, you had to, I was waiting for visas and things and getting to know everybody and, you know, it was just trying to get that break. It was it was tough. Oh, oh, you're waiting for the visa so you can't yeah. even work even if you got off. Exactly, offered. so that's why it's just, you know, hanging around. Right. But that's uh, Robert Ellsworth was the DP on that. And oh, was he really? Yeah, and so it's so funny that we you now work with him a, a lot just as an operator and uh, we both think we cannot remember that movie you know really yeah like we can't remember each other i'm obviously he was the dp but uh, you don't remember him from them no it was just it was crazy it was a crazy crazy shoot really why just the pace of it you know go over here let's shoot this let's go over here let's go down there and the steady cam crane dolly handheld let's go you know it was Uh, it was a low budget movie at the time you know and it was one of those things that you just were trying to get a shot what, what when you say low budget what do you think it was 10 million something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah well that was angelina yeah. angelina jolie's big breakout and that, i don't that, remember her at all get I, out of here yeah, really can you i can't believe i'm saying that really that's yeah. weird even though she's incredible and wonderful and if i ever meet her i would definitely never say that about her <laughs> spoiler well it's not that you you know it's not that you wouldn't uh intend to remember her but so you've never worked with her again uh no no not that i remember huh well there was gia and then it's like your career there were a couple other things i didn't recognize and i don't know how i don't know how well your imdb has been kept up from those years i i can't remember actually putting anything down on imdb so i don't know how it all comes together and and that period too was before netflix and uh hbo was you know movies of the week so the networks used to do their own little movies oh yeah for two or three million dollars or like an episode type of thing but and they were they were also manic places you know low super low budget there was a low budget contract for that you know so it was great to get the hours and that's what all those things were good for you know yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of things that my name's on. I'm like, I cannot remember doing that. No clue. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I said, I didn't recognize, I didn't recognize some of these things. And then the next one after Gia was The Legend of Bagger Vance, uh, which was a giant movie. Yeah, it was. That was fantastic. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm curious how that, how that happened because so, Gia was small. Yeah, but it, it's now known as like a breakout movie and a good mm-hmm. movie and all this stuff. Yeah. But it's not like you'd. It didn't seem like you were working your way up, and then all of a sudden you had a giant movie. But yeah. maybe you were. I don't know. I, I it, it is all very vague, and you know there was a lot of commercials and music videos and stuff, and so things were. I was busy. Okay. And then there was lots of, uh, I said, like TV work going on, which is obviously a great learning ground to get you chops up about you know blocking stuff and being efficient and stuff like that. But. Um, a friend of mine was going to do bag events and he asked me to fill in for a couple of weeks and then it turned into a month and that turned into two months and then the dp just said okay you should stay here then and uh, it was more convenient for me to stay there than then to swap you know mm. so um the other operator wasn't able to come so um he had family commitments so i just stayed on yeah gotcha who who was that that was colin anderson he was uh, oh, wow. just done uh a a movie with Michael Bellhouse just before that, so I was just filling in, and it was all very much like I'm just filling in, I'm just hanging out, and even the crew were like they were talking about the next project, which we didn't know what it was, and uh, the assistant and I were like, yeah, actually we're just visiting, and it's okay, and we had a great time on back events. We met Florian Bellhouse on that movie, and he was the A operator, and then he went to second unit shooting second unit, so we got bumped up from B to A camera, 
and then that was very fortuitous because the next movie after that was uh, Gangs of New York, which um, we weren't, we thought we weren't going to it, and then at the last minute they made some changes and we ended up going. So it was crazy. That was you know, seven or eight months in Rome shooting that movie with uh, Scorsese. Yeah, and you did some amazing work in that in that movie. I, I just there's a lot of steady cam in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember seeing yeah. it and remember being amazed by how great the Steadicam was. But thank you. Um, you're welcome. But um, how was Daniel Day Lewis? I've never talked to anybody about him working with him. Is he because I know he's very method, right? Yes, very method. So, do you not speak to him? Do you only speak to him as the character he is? Correct. So in the mornings, he would be sitting out on the set uh, of at Chinchita, the back lot there, and. At 7 a.m., he's in full costume. He's ready to go. He knows his lines. He's extremely professional. He's worked out. He's had breakfast. He's Bill the Butcher, and that's how he addresses you as Bill the Butcher. And just uh, making comments and slight, because, you know, he's a very aggressive, cheeky sort of character, and so he would address the crew like that. And it was really fun every morning. So you could yell back at him. If he's insulting you, you could in- insult him back. So it was always very liberating. Barely yell at the really? actor and, you know, tell him what sort of... He is. I bleep that word. <laughs> <laughs> but he he appreciated it. And we would only ever talk in, in, in those terms and obviously very professional and ask him, you know, if he could stand here or when he came into a room or just, you know, when we were working with a Steadicam move to be able to, you know, dance together. And so it was minimal contact, uh, contact and verbally minimal sort of contact as well. So he appreciated that. So we weren't influencing him in these modern people and characters and machinery because that's he used to make comment about all this modern gack and stuff and uh, this hullabaloo and all this in in period language you know he was always disgusted by it all you know right because it was a, a change because his character would have been yeah. disgusted by it yeah yeah <sighs> all these all these people invading his part of the world you know and that's uh, right so it was it was great but at the end of the movie the greatest compliment was to has sit down and have a glass of champagne with him and at the end of the movie and had a fantastic chat and and went on to help his uh, wife shoot her movie uh, up in Nova Scotia so which he also did oh was oh, that uh, the ballad of Jack and Rose yes the ballad yes. of Jack and Rose yeah yeah I, I was going to say that there are looking over your credits there are kind of themes to it so like well not themes but there are a lot of a lot of repeat offenders <laughs> Ron Howard Scorsese J.J. <laughs> oh, yes. Abrams the the Gilmore uh, Gilroy oh, yes. brothers um, um, who else did I write down um, there are probably more obviously D- Daniel Day-Lewis is at least a one-time repeater yeah. um, but why do you think that is is that are you just a nice easygoing guy uh, obviously your work is good yeah, but I, a lot of that is personality, I, right? I think it's one of those things you, you work with people, you respect what they do, and so we're there to help the director and we're there to um, facilitate a lot of stuff. And so I'm always involved. I've never been one for, dare I say, reading the paper or looking at my phone. I'm always in the morning You're just paying attention, you're listening, and the greatest way to find out what's going on is listening to the DP and the director talk and then yes. the director and the actors talk. And yes. get the mood and the sense of what's important, and just being quiet and listening. And when it, when you're ready, be able to move in and do your thing. You know, in a very very unobtrusive way. It's not the show's not about us. It's about that moment. And Scorsese used to say, 
you have all that time to set up for lighting, camera moves, blocking. That's all your time. But when the actors come, it's my time. Wow. And so we take any time away from him because we're making adjustments or we're making noise or something like that. That's We're stealing that time from him. So that always stuck in my head that well, we would always make that time precious for him. You know, So it was, it was a great way to work. I loved it. Yeah, that makes sense too. I mean, especially yeah. with these very particular actors he works with who mm-hmm. are, are, you know, whether it be Daniel Day-Lewis who is... Um, anyway, he doesn't want to waste their time. No, so, no. so when they step on, he wants to be ready to go with them, and I get it. And the actors love working with him because he gives them so much backstory and explains why that character would be sitting in that chair, wearing that watch, those mm. shoes, right. looking out that window, and the th- whatever was happening outside or inside of what's going through their head. He could explain everything to them so that have these great discussions and huh. you know the blocking was so particular and precise and so when we would sit there in the in the corner would make no noise and you're allowed to watch the blocking you know before yeah. every, all the crew came in yeah that was just a great privilege same with the dailies you know for dailies we would be project the dailies as we used to project dailies in the theater and there would be the director, the DP, the first assistant, and myself. And then the editor, Thelma, would come in sometimes as well. Mm. And so that was it, and no noise. And as soon as Marty sat down and the projector rolled, that door's locked and nobody comes in, no one goes out. No cell phones, of course, nothing like that. So Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was a hallowed place, the, the uh, dailies room. Was it really? Yeah. Huh. Did you ever... Did you ever find a mistake while you were there and <laughs> wish you weren't? And, uh, I mean... Sure, there's, uh, absolutely. There's I mean, on any movie, yeah, not yeah, specifically yeah. that one, but... Yeah, there'd be something like uh, Michael Bellhouse was the, the greatest because he would always just go, boys, that wasn't nice. That was shit. And that was it. That was as mad as he would go, you know. Really? And so, but that, the gravity of that was would always hit you. Right. And Marty would say, no, that's not, no, that's not good, that's not good. And so we would go back and do something, you know, either whether it's the tempo or the lighting. It wasn't the, the lighting, I should say, but it was something like that. Whatever this. the And issue Tom was, Lappin yeah. was the first AC at the time, and he was pulling focus. You know, he was just getting, you know, say 95% of everything. So every now and again, you know, wide open at night time on film, you were going to miss something every now and again. So, And most of the time it was fantastic, but every now and again something would slip or I'd, you know, misframe something because we were always very precise about the framing. It was really fantastic to to learn that on that job that was really good what kind of notes does Scorsese give as far as as far as composition and framing does he is it I mean you said he was very specific is it more from it's Michael Michael? from Michael yeah he would refer to Michael and they would make references to either films or feeling you know what they talked about and who's what character and who's important timing and so he would see it and then he would make adjustments he's an editor by trade so he has a great eye for that sort of detail you know right so he may not know well he lets michael put it into the terms yeah exactly he wants but he he absolutely knows lenses he knows he's extremely knowledgeable about everything that everybody does yes so he just likes to talk to michael and that's how that's his process old school director and dp that's he doesn't want to talk to everybody that's and they'll They'll disseminate the information to us, and this we did. But also, we used to listen, so we would know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So we could get a head start on, like, laying dolly track or putting that lens on. And Michael was 
at the time when we shot that uh, movie, we used the VP1, VP2, VP3 lenses, which are not zoom lenses, but variable focal lengths. Right. And so we used to always do little moves. They were gigantic, right? They were gigantic, yeah. 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 So we'd, in the in the initial setup, we were, might start on, say, 27 or 28 mil lens. But by the time we finished the scene, we'd end up on 38 or 36 or whatever it was. And in, Michael used to say, no zoom, zoom. So in the middle of the shot, you'd just be hand, not by mechanical means always by hand he hated anything mechanical so it was always had to be by hand so we just sneak in the, the frame a little bit just squeeze it up that little bit but you couldn't see it and his greatest joy was to go slow enough and yeah just and you would time two it. mils at a time exactly but you just time it on the action or the movement people would move and you just slowly move in distracting you know sure so while you're not watching the camera you just so that's what he used to do you shouldn't be aware of what the camera was doing right so his greatest joy was to say, did you zoom on that shot? And he goes, yes, Michael. I went from 28 to 40 mil. He goes, oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so it was really fun, you know. That's but, cool. Yeah. But it, it gave the, 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 the scene some sort of emotion. It was not just every shot. It was just... You know, Once in a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So an imperceptible, imperceptible imperceptible feel yeah. that you're getting closer. Exactly. And you don't know why. Yeah. That's but you're really not aware cool, yeah. of the camera doing it. You know, the background's right. not zooming, but you're just slowly, slowly pushing in, and all right. of a sudden the dialogue. By the end of the scene, you're yeah, like, you're right there. We're and, tighter. Yeah, but you're right with that person. You know, you're present with that person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's really neat. I, I like working that way. I've done a couple of movies where we did pan zooms. And yeah. Not not like that exactly, but mm. uh, but I've been there before. I like to do them by hand. Yeah, too. it's nice. You're not doing massive, but just a, just a little adjustment, and you've got to listen and watch and be engaged in that scene. Yeah, know? yeah, it definitely keeps you in it. <laughs> what what else you did? You did that documentary, Shine a Light, right? Oh with, my gosh, yes, that was fantastic. Then, uh, what else did you do with Scorsese? Departed. Departed, the, the right. Departed. And Shine a Light was the 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 Stones documentary, right? Mm-hmm, Rolling mm-hmm, Stones. Mm-hmm. Cool. How, did you just do performance stuff with them, interviews? What I, um, I never saw it. I have to say, we we did some you know pre-concert stuff. Uh, the interviews were all done by uh, Bob Richardson, so he was and, ah. and Baz Eidelman was the uh, first AC. So they would go to the hotel rooms or they go into the dressing rooms. It was very controlled. But I think on that job, if you look at the crew list, I think there were so many Oscar-nominated DPs. Oscar-winning DPs, and there's probably 17 cameras and probably four operators. The rest of like the John they were Tolls, all DPs. <laughs> the John Tolls, the Robert Ellswitz, you know, Andrew Lesney, bless his heart, you know, who was there at the time. Um, there were just there were so many people, you know, in there. <sighs> Ellen Curious was there. Uh, uh, Chivo was there. You know, it was just fantastic. And the, dare I say, the dinners were just brilliant. I imagine brilliant. they were. Uh, oh. That's great. Yeah. How long? How long did you shoot for? Uh, it was a two, over two nights. Oh, just two, two nights. Two, it's a live concert, so it was two nights. Okay, that's and we had a, uh, two rehearsal days. Okay, and one night they didn't want to play at all, so they just brought out their acoustic guitars. They sat on the stage, and we weren't allowed to shoot anything because they were playing songs that were uh, just for themselves. So we couldn't shoot any of that. So wow. twenty of us sat at the uh, theater there, and we had this concert. The Rolling Stones acoustic. And I remember Mr. Bing, the producer, coming in going, boys, I hope you're enjoying this million-dollar concert I'm putting on for you tonight, and (laughs) walked off. (laughs) 
sat there. Beers, you know, it was just... Brilliant. Oh, really? You got beers and everything? Oh, it was... We were very organised. <laughs> yes, we were very organised. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I've... Uh, I've had close to that, but not well, not even close, but some little bits of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then there was The Departed, mm. which I loved. Mm. And I'll say publicly, I think it was a great movie. I don't like the very end shot, but I think I'm, I'm not alone in that. But, you we know. Did, uh, let me tell you, we did the end shot with a real rat. And Matt Damon fell in front of the camera. The rat came up got the little cheese looked at the camera and took off for real live right. one take we did it one take one take that was it and all happened in one which is brilliant all in one live with a real rat the whole thing wow just could not believe it walk away right then uh through the editing process and post-production people thought they could do a better job in via vfx world and Right. It was changed, so I thought it was a real shame that they went that way. But oh, so so that ended up not being the real rat and everything. Mm, mm, uh, mm. Okay, I haven't seen it very recently. Yeah. It's been a few years, so yeah. uh, I mean, they did a good job. It looks fine. Mm. I just thought as a film, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was a little on the nose for for one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. I don't, I don't know, but I'm not a but film ne- critic. Yeah, I but guess. you never, like any editing this you know, room, whatever that decision is that uh, is made at the time, you'd love to be a fly on the wall and why did they go down that road, you know? Right. And uh, there's all sorts of different endings to movies. It's the editor's angst, isn't it? They have to let go of that baby and eventually they have to sort of say, okay, look, tomorrow the film is coming out. We need to have an ending. <laughs> oh, shit, okay, let's do this. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, who knows? They may have had months of discussions about whether to leave it in or not, oh. or who knows? Maybe yes. it was never discussion. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, no, no. It's there's angst. There's a lot of angst that goes along with any of those. With cutting any shot out that was supposed oh, to be in the movie, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he's famous for cutting quarter frames out. You know. Oh, is he? So yes, he was. He was a mad editor himself. So yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, that the movie's so brilliant, and the the the, the performances. Mm. I love the script. I love the way it was shot. I love. I loved everything about it, and the performances are just fantastic. Well, you think about Mark Wahlberg was, was just great. new on on the feature film side of things, right? And that was a great performance he gave amongst that group of people, his peers that he was working with at the time. And because he's such a great guy, he's you know, he stood up and and he went in the that room every day and had his confidence but in a good way and performed he stepped up you know he man. delivered he delivered he was fantastic oh yeah and martin sheen who was in the movie too he came in the day before because the actor that was going to play that part fell ill and he couldn't uh, go through with it so martin sheen came in the next day and he in that scene where they're in the office and they're getting they're grilling each other and uh, grilling leo and by the table is martin sheen and uh, that was Michael. his first day that was his first day and he's learning that dialogue you know it's like seven minutes long oh my it was, god he, the martin sheen was just fantastic he's unbelievable yeah. isn't he and leo and, and of course jack who i've done a few movies with him he's that's another thread oh, through your career oh where you've, gosh, you've worked yeah. with a lot yeah. yeah yes so what was the dynamic like there because you have like kind of the new guy in Wahlberg, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you have the the good but young guy and matt damon and then you have these legends how did how was the dynamic was everybody 
was are there any uh, ego battles going on? I mean, not you know. Well, see, and Marty runs a you know, really a tight ship as far yeah. as that, so no one's really allowed to go off the handle because they have so much respect for him. So you, the egos are not there as far as like, look at me, look at me. They're all just paying attention because he's him. alpha. Yeah, exactly right. But right. in in not in a an aggressive way, just that this guy, he's, sure. he's just brilliant. You just want to listen to everything that he has to say. You want to listen to what he has to say. So the, and the actors are like that. They want to know. They want to have time with him. So if you're being a dick, he's not going to hang out with you, right? He's right. not going to give you that time. Right. So And he sees all, so. He sees everything. He's, right. He understands everything, yes. Right. Yeah. And you did... You did the famous circular dolly. Did, did you? That's Michael's signature move, yeah. Right. Yeah, so we would do circular track dollies here and there, so yeah. That's Michael's up, thing. That's I always Michael's thought thing. that was Scorsese's. Well, it, Michael, it became his because yeah, it's actually... Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> they, it's their thing to get it. Yeah. Okay. Did you do that on Gangs of New York? I don't remember that. We did some similar sort of shots on Gangs of New York, yeah. Okay. But there wasn't really a space to do it. So we did some steady cam work like that, but we didn't do the circular dolly track. Got it. And we did the uh, the zoom in dolly back, or the dolly in zoom back. We did a couple of those here and there, so that was always fun to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it's a fun one to do, whether you whether it's a tired exactly. shot or not. Exactly, it's <laughs> it's fun for everybody. You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, but I remember on Departed, didn't, wasn't it on a rooftop? Yeah, we did. Yeah, down in Boston, up in Boston, I should say. Yeah, we did that one afternoon. It was just fantastic. With with Martin. And Matt Damon? Yeah, they're going to... Um, memory serves? Yep, yeah, and they're going to shoot... Who's going to shoot who, you know? And there's another character. Who was, was Mark Wahlberg up there? Are you asking me to remember stuff? Uh, well, oh, gosh. Yeah, we all have trouble with yeah, that. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> well, then Martin and Sheen ends up going off the roof, no? Yes. Yes, okay. Right. Let's spoil the whole movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah. <laughs> get on it. Yeah. But anyway, great, great film. It's a kind of movie I really enjoy a lot. Um, oh. I like mob kind of movies, and yeah. I like I like dramas that are inter- interesting characters. Absolutely, and, you know, right. great bad guys. And yeah. gangs in New York. By the way, just going quickly back to that. I, I sat in, prior to nine eleven that weekend. We sat in the editing room in New York, and we watched a four hour version of Gangs in New York. Wow. And I thought it was two hours long. When I came out, I thought this is fantastic because all the characters had their their moment on screen, and it was unbelievable. Talking about great characters, because Bill the Butcher and his henchmen, he those were all characters that we never really got to see in the in the final cut of Gangs of New York. It was like two and a half hours long. Right. So the four hour version was just brilliant. I thought, and I keep saying, Marty, when are you going to bring out that four hour version? He's like, nope, 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 nope. Really? It won't, won't ever come out. Why? Does he just doesn't do that, huh? Yeah, it just uh, there was a lot of Harvey Weinstein was the producer on that movie, so there was a lot of uh, conflict. That's a good way of putting it. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, did you did you experience? Did you see a lot of that conflict? Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fun. He can, you know, he's only uh, he's not very tall, Marty, but he is a powerhouse for sure. He can. <laughs> He can whip up a storm. <laughs> I bet he can. Yeah. Well, especially against a guy like Harvey, mm. who is known to be a loud, mm. you know, a big personality, yes. Yes. right? So, and now with all this stuff, but oh. anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> but, but, um, he was standing in court. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I think he's a wonderful guy. Yeah. I didn't say that either. Oh, no, hang on. 
<laughs> I said nothing. Erase it. <laughs> no, the uh, uh, but nowadays I'm thinking like you're saying there was a four hour cut. Nowadays they might have let him. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Or maybe three or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. because like this Avengers movie that came out was over three hours long, right? Crazy, right? I didn't see it, but I've, mm. I've been told. Um, and I think that's all about, remember there was a time when they didn't want a movie to go over two hours because they no. could get X amount of screenings in per day. Correct. And and now that's just, I don't think it's the same thing anymore. Mm. Um, oh, how many of us sit down and do a binge on whatever series now? And you, I've just watched three hours of whatever it is, or four hours. I've watched the whole series, six, seven episodes, eight, ten episodes. You know. Yeah, like, I did that last night. I watched that new Ricky Gervais thing. Right. I stayed up much later six than episodes, I wanted to. Right? I think six or something, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, same idea. And I was like, at the end of it, like, yeah. life, life after. Yeah. So, what would you think? Um. I, I like his humor, but I, I'm not crazy about this new stuff he's doing because it's all about him, you know. And mm. um, yeah, it's it's good. I, I like him in little bits and pieces. You know, I don't okay. like the whole movie. It does. Him. It yeah. depends how much you yeah. you like him. Yeah. And I'm I like him a lot. Yeah. He does, some people he wears on, yeah. and I totally see yeah. why. Well, that's his nature, isn't it? He's he he wants to wear on you, but he's yes. trying to not not shock you, but he just says what he he's no filter. Right, right, and specifically in this series too. But yeah, (laughs) but it, but it, it actually starts a little too harsh. It's a little off-putting at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I liked it very much. I thought it was um, because he there's heart in it, Mm -hmm. you know. And Mm -hmm. and I'm a little sentimental, so we won't spoil it. No, no, but 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 there's but there are so many nice like moments in it yeah and each episode arcs a lot yeah, yeah. and i like that i thought it was well done well mm. put together um it wasn't as far as camera goes it was very uncomplicated yeah i don't know if i saw a dolly move there no. were some a couple of steadicam shots yeah. i think but i think well he directed himself so you know the, i think you know splitting his time between acting and directing and writing and stuff like that he probably could have relied on the dp a little bit more but maybe he has a lot of control over that sort of stuff so mm. you know he just kept it very simple he is very much a scripted guy he doesn't really ad lib a lot from what i believe so everything is very scripted and very planned out right right yeah so but anyway i yeah. i still thought the show looked good i did yeah. i did notice that it was a lot of just like static cameras i wondered at one point did they not have a dolly on the show was it sticks only <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but uh Anyway, if, yeah. if anybody wants to watch it, I won't, I won't spoil anything. Oh. Um, the cat did it. Yeah, she enjoyed it. <laughs> she thought it was great. <laughs> um, let's see. Then, Oh, well, since I already mentioned Tony and Dan Gilroy, mm. you did one movie I really, really, really loved. Called, and I think all their stuff is really good. Mm. But you did a movie called Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Did you not? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um that I thought was brilliant. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. That, and that's such a great group of people, the Gilroys, because yeah. you have Tony, who's the director. Um, and John, writer. Yep, yeah, and um, so there's you know, director, writer, editor, and, and writer again. So they're all, the three brothers are just all into supporting each other. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Dan supports Tony, Tony supports Dan, and John is you know cuts it all together and also has input into it. And I didn't then, realize there was uh, that. Yeah. And then Robert Ellsworth is another big part of that because they rely on him so much, um, not just his lighting, but you know his suggestions and 
uh, his blocking, what's important, and, you know, just absolutely setting everything up for them and just, you know, they, they love it and they work so well together. It's a great combination. Um, and they're just really, you know, fantastic professional people, but they're just nice people, you know. Yeah. And so we go and we do these things. It's a passion, you know. The budgets aren't huge you know, on those sort of projects, but um, you know you do it. And by the way, when you sign up to do a, something that's called Nightcrawler, <laughs> guess what? There's a lot of nights in it. <laughs> yeah. For when we were spending more on our on the camera truck craft service than we were earning per week, something <laughs> we were told, okay, we got to stop. Spending. Was it like a tier movie? Yeah, and oh, I think it was really? below the tier. So it was below. You know, when you I think what zero is the is the lowest? Yeah. Right. I think so. so what's below zero? I don't what yeah exactly it's what it felt like like I said I was earning I was spending more on the craft service on the truck than I was earning per week so it was uh, that's crazy it was crazy or t- per day whatever it was but it a was a Jake Gyllenhaal movie it didn't have it, I mean it so it had like a million dollar budget oh it was um, I think it was seven million dollars all up okay you know? but that was we were very ambitious about where we were shooting location moves night exteriors right you know right right and that was one of robert's uh, forays into digital shooting so it was it was quite fun well chris mosley by the way was the second unit dp on he did some fantastic he did all those car chases he just fantastic Ah, and the movie looks so great it has this really unique look to it Mm -hmm. and it almost felt like the dream of what they wanted collateral to look like yeah exactly right. that's what i felt like on yeah. that i felt like it got nailed it was so good mm-hmm. and having shot news back in the day yeah i i wasn't a stringer but i know how all that works right. and, and i found it to be r- very realistic and well done mm-hmm. well dan dan directed it yeah he did uh a ton of research no yes he had the two guys that was based on they were there so for the first few nights oh, it was and, based on a couple of guys yeah there's two english guys that are here in la and they cruise around they have the charger and they have the cameras and they just ran you know run up to a scene they scan the radios and they cruise around la and they get there you know right it's so and gyllenhaal he's great unbelievable he's, he's another great guy he's yeah. very uh into what he's doing but he respects what everybody else is doing he's not much into the hoopla of hollywood per se so he's really great to work with and he wants to know like matt damon same he's they would want to know how it happens and why and it's good same with mark Wilberg, all those guys who are great well knowing what's going on makes them better yeah you know the smart ones yeah um so why am i standing under this light because that's the camera's going to see you Right, and if you stand over there in the dark and perform your little heart out, no one's going to see that. Right, so they get it. And what makes me look good? Why is the camera looking up my nose? That's not cool, right? No, it's not. And so, that makes them aware. And you know, it's part of the process. We're not filming a radio play. We're not filming a theatre production. It's a movie. That's yes. what we do. Yes. So they're into it. It's I good. I did some days on uh, American Horror Story Hotel mm. when Lady Gaga did it, mm-hmm. and she was brilliant super nice came up introduced herself uh, hi i'm stephanie whatever and and then one day and she was willing to do whatever we asked you know please hit that mark do this mm-hmm, do that mm-hmm. whatever and one day we were doing a a, a french reverse in, in because this 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 um what's it called this booth hmm. is against a wall and it's nailed into this it's not moving anywhere <laughs> and we have to get the other side so yeah. and she's she said Everybody kind of, we set it up, and we weren't rolling yet. Somebody, another actor wasn't in yet, but she was sitting there, and everybody kind of walked away, and she said, 
Brad, um, why are we doing this? Because I was sitting over there. And I said, ah, and I explained it to her. She goes, oh, thanks so much. She goes, I'm just learning, so I want to I yeah. take it all in. And I was like, how brilliant is that? Yeah. Yeah. Because, a, because a person who wants to know hmm. why mm-hmm. and what and where and all that stuff, they're only going to improve. Oh, yeah. And she was great anyway. And yeah. as far as being a nice person was wonderful. Yeah. But um, There's so a great bunch that. of actors like who will just sit on their chair on set. They're not going to go back to the trailer. They're not doing this. They're they're available. I'll stand in for me. Yeah, you want me to look? Yep, absolutely. So those you know they're professionals. I like to call them professional actors. They they know their craft and they're there to work. It's fantastic, you know. So it's not a struggle to get them to set. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's just come out of the trailer. It's cold. I know everyone's cold. There's 50 people standing out in the cold. It's raining. Yes, everyone's standing out in the cold waiting for you to come out of the trailer. That sort of disrespect, I I don't find... I don't have much time for that. So, No. Yeah. Who does? Yes, not... Hmm. Yeah. Come on. I've heard these stories, you know, about actors locking themselves in trailers. I've never really seen it personally mm. too much, but... Mm. Um, um, Anyway, I just I can't I can't imagine how people do this. Yeah, like yeah. we've been delayed on things before, and I think there were arguments going on. Yeah, if there's creative differences, but just because, like I said, it's cold, it's windy, it's hot. I've you know I've worked two hours already today. You want me to stand in front of the camera again? Oh gosh, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. And we've been here eight. Yeah. You yeah. came in late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sat in a chair for an hour doing makeup yeah, and, yeah. and chatting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they, we, they we have digress. well, they have some immense talent. Some of these people, Absolutely. and it, it's if they, it's if they just get steered a little wrong. I think. Oh, I think that's exactly right. I agree a hundred percent. Somebody's steering in the wrong direction, and the whole "you're famous, you're fantastic, you're wonderful." So the sycophants, dare we say, are the people who are not making our business that enjoyable sometimes. Yeah. So beat up the sycophants. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> get on it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think that has to do sometimes. I'm not sure, but agents, managers, maybe sometimes family. Some people come from these. <laughs> some people come from these screwed up families, and if you can understand a little bit of where mm-hmm. they what they've been through, you yep. can understand it a little better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of some of them are trying. Yes, and they came from such a bad place that they don't know what's right and wrong. Yeah, so you have yeah. to teach them. But, yeah. And if they get too many yes men too fast, then it's just run wild, run yeah. amok. Same with musicians. It's maybe even more with musicians, no? I think so because you know what happens. They, they like blow you said, up the, much the, faster. Yeah, they blow, and all of a sudden here, there's all this incredible money and cash and people, and let's eat here, let's do this, wear this, wear, say this, be here, let's go on the jet. Let's all of a sudden like, oh, okay, that's how it is. All right, let's do it. And then you know, after a month or two or three, like, where's the jet? Where's the Rolls Royce? Where's the Where's my Persian rug that I have to stand on? While I'm brushing my teeth, right? All that silly stuff, you know. Right, yeah, and in there, they like it, so then they expect yeah, it constantly. And, and I think all of us are like that. We all like a little creature comforts, but sure, the, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I get I'm just that. standing up the bike. Two six. Yeah. <laughs> hang, on. I just realized. Hang on one second. We'll pause for one second here. Not as much. Uh, mostly. Mostly nine, but I do hear oh, the good. preparing to work at seven thirty-eight. <laughs> the beep beep beep, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think they don't let they don't let us shoot around till nine in certain neighborhoods. Yeah, I don't think we usually can drive in till seven, right here in the, in think, the city. Think so. But you yeah, know, it takes us two hours to get our cappuccino machines up and running. So 
talking of which, by the way, you know, around the corner from your house, you have a nice little coffee bar on uh, that which little, one? That little street on the corner. There. Um, I won't mention any names because you know people will come stalk you. <laughs> standing up in front oh, of the your... very popular on Melrose Place. Yes, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Place. yeah, And yeah. they're shooting there today, so I was going to oh, be sneaky are? and grab a little you know, espresso to come here, so I'd be lively and oh, you know, whatever. But they're shooting, and those this film people thing is. There's cops out there and lights in the street, and I couldn't find anywhere to park. And, of course, they're shooting right next door, so it's, you can't get it. Oh, you can't get Damn there. film crews. Uh, stopping me from getting coffee. You know, I never get coffee there because I know what a, like, popular, like, hoity-toity hotspot it is. Yeah. I, and mm. so I never go. On Sundays, there's a there's a uh, farmer's market mm-hmm. um, right there. In that street. Yeah. Oh. And they just block the street off, but um, that place is always... A madhouse, yeah. And I, I get coffee from the Mexican guy at the farmers market, right? So we, it, you know. we were shooting, then that's how we got to, you know, get is the that coffee what it was? So the same idea. We were just right next oh, they door. They shooting there a lot, huh? yeah, exactly. Oh, so I didn't know that. I enjoyed that coffee there. Oh, okay. Or maybe well, it, was, it was free. That's why I really enjoyed it's it. It's even better. Yeah, it's probably great coffee. I don't, I don't yeah, know. No, it was good. Uh, really good. I enjoy a good barista, you know. Yeah. Have you been to King's Road? Yes. Okay. King's Road Cafe is yeah. my my jam. Yeah. But I can't have more than one cup. I'll I'll start to I'll start oh. to shake. <laughs> I do like uh, just for anyone who's listening. The Gibraltar is my king. So it's like a you know, shot of espresso with a little bit of milk in it just to start the day off. So I might have two or three. Oh, is of that those. your thing? Yeah, it's ah. like a piccolo or a yeah, you know, little macchiato type of thing. They call it Gibraltar. A Gibraltar because the glass. It's the the volume is in this small glass. So it's and the glass is so big. Oh, it's you a can little see tiny. My fingers. Yes, yes. Can you see them? Yes. It's been the it's that it's that little tiny cup that has the tiniest handle on it. I oh, know that's an espresso cup, and there's a glass. It looks like a shot glass, like a whiskey ah, shot glass. You've I do know what you're talking. Yeah. Yes, yes, so yes, yes, yes. I'd like a couple of those. You know. Oh, okay. Start the day off. I just have well, because all they make in there is espresso, so I have one cup. Yeah. Of espresso. Nice. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. They call it a coffee, but right. it's. I mean, it's straight out of the espresso. Exactly same right. thing. <laughs> I'm trying to slow it down, but I'm. I'm. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not an everyday coffee drinker. Oh, I, I enjoy my coffee. I probably haven't had one in two weeks. Yeah. But I have the little Italian nice. uh, coffee pot thing that make, makes nice espresso. So we always make sure there's a space on the camera truck of course. for the machine. Of course. That's like a prerequisite, right? The real machine. The real machine. And, okay. And we have a 10-second rule from the time it comes from the machine to my hand. Otherwise, you're fired. <laughs> 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 Poor loaders and P8. Uh, really? Is there a? Is there a? Uh, we joke it, a bit. Get it hot. Yeah. Get it hot. I was standing on top of a mountain just recently in Jordan, and I was saying, you know, As you to do. the loader, where's my fucking coffee?" And it's, like, <laughs> it's running up the hill with this little espresso cup, and I looked at it and I threw it on the ground in disgust. You know, like did you really? Yeah, just because just it, fucking with it. Well, it was covered in sand because the, the wind was blowing, and, um, and he, the poor guy, he was so devastated, and I felt so bad. But I explained to him I was just joking. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cup of sand at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Or or up the side of the sand, Junior. <laughs> oh, my God. Put a lid on it, fella. We're going to go to all that trouble. Your, exactly. Something. Help. <laughs> Talking about Persian rugs and brushing my teeth. Here. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I've been on a couple of shows where it's the um, the little pods. Mm, mm. Not the K-cups, but the pods. Mm, mm. And uh, is it Nespresso? Or Nespresso. I think the, they do one. But Illy makes a really good one. If you're going to do that, that's the do one the it was. Illy machine. Illy, yeah. yeah. Um, but man, there were pods coming in from, mm. th- they were, they would come in constantly to this truck because mm. the DP drank about 
15 of them a day. Mm. And then everybody else drank it a little bit. Yeah. I'd have one. Yeah. After lunch, yeah, the poor loader's making uh, twenty coffees every oh, hour for the, the grips and electrics and you know the directors and the actors. Oh, really? That's a, come on, I'll have one of those. Well, the, the so we got to keep it on the low. Now. Oh, it's on our truck, right. but but Crafty on this show had had a real machine, oh, wow. a really nice, great wow. machine. So anybody could use that. Mm-hmm. You had to be. They had a very specific thing. You're welcome to use it. But you have to be shown how to use it by us first. Yeah. Otherwise, do not touch it. Right. It and one of those up. fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of it. Mm. Right. But it was one of those fifteen thousand dollar. You know. You know the giant yep. big ones with two spouts on it and the whole mm. thing. So they they don't want it. You Fantastic. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that. I would make one of those once in a while. Nice. But anyway, nice. Um, enough coffee talk. Enough. Linda Richmond, coffee talk. Come Mike Myers. Me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever worked with Mike Myers? Uh, yeah, yes, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a day thing or something we ah. were doing. I just, I can't remember. Gotcha. Da, 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 da. That's quite all right. Yeah. I, it just came to mind. So, mm. um, let's see. Uh, oh, so with the Gilroys, what else did you, you did the Bourne Legacy? Yeah. Is that the right? Yeah. We'll have to look that up. There's a few Bournes. There's the one that uh, with was. With Renner. A, yeah. Jeremy yes. Renner was going to take over that, that role. So there was a little break between the Matt Damon one because of uh, they were trying to get some ideas across and they had a schedule to get a movie out so they weren't ready. So uh, Dan, um, sorry, Tony Gilroy had that movie in place and so they said, okay, let's go, let's do that. So that got rushed into production. Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, so we were lucky Robert Elswood was the DP on that and so that was that was a lot of fun to work on it was really good was it yeah and renner seems like a good guy he's also a fantastic professional he's really a good guy wants to learn he's a, dare i say a regular person you know mm. it's he's just a pleasure to work with you know again you're not you're not you're not best buddies with everybody you're no. a professional relationship and they appreciate that so you know you'll sit down and have a drink with you afterwards he's just a really just a regular guy but when we're working it's time to work you know yeah like a professional yeah exactly yeah, yeah that's great um i haven't seen that movie but i love the i love the first three and then i haven't seen the there's one more with matt damon mm-hmm. i think yeah. i haven't seen that one either one yeah um i just remember the behind the scenes after i think the second one uh, matt damon said something to the effect of well i'll never be doing one of these again like i think we've done it yeah, I don't need to do another one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a big back. toll on them. You know, they, it's, they you know get into really good shape. You know, yeah, and there's a lot of physicality getting into shape, and then the, you know all those stunts where they're fighting. That's them. You know, oh yeah, taking hits and and a lot know, of training going into that. Tra- yeah, and so the, it's yeah. a it's a hard punishing schedule with our shooting schedule, and then their their training schedule on top of that. You know. So there's a lot of sacrifice, you know, eating and physical workouts. And they're training in the morning, and then they come yeah, to set, and yeah. then they go to work out, yeah. and then they have to eat the specific thing seven times yeah. a day. Right. And then they're doing stunt rehearsals, trying to learn the fights and stuff like that. So Right. Know, and weapons training and da-da-da. It's, non-stop. It's non-stop, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I love the way the first three were shot. Mm-hmm. Is is the, the one you guys did, is it shot the same way or is it a whole different style? It was style? a different style because it was a different character and they were, you know, it was they wanted to have a different feel. So is it I a think, more traditional style? Yeah, because we did a lot of moving camera stuff. We moved the camera a lot, but we didn't do crazy handheld as that, that style is, as I like to say, you know, the Paul Greengrass style. Yeah. Um, so we we just settled it down a little bit. We still did a lot of handheld, but it was a little bit more settled. 
um, Tony you know, likes to shoot and go and you know, he loves it. You know, we all have two cameras, Robert and myself operating and I'm usually on the longer lens you know, getting these uh, little moments here and there so it was a lot of fun just to try and get in and get these shots. It was, it was a good show to work on. Yeah. As an operator you, uh, you know, you're you left to your own devices and they appreciate what you get, what you're pulling out of it, you know. Is that the is that the general thing with Elswit that he, he he likes to operate right? Yeah, he's always operated, so you know he'll operate the A camera and let's see he's doing. And he's a really good operator. You know, he has really great skills as an operator. Yeah, he's fantastic on the wheels, so it's brilliant. But sometimes he will, um, you know, be either lighting or something will you know will take him away. So then you'll just jump in and get on the wheels or get on the crane or whatever it is and it and of course if a steady cam you, you do that so. yeah sure but when we're doing two cameras it's always like you are shooting just off of the side whether it be a profile or three quarter and you're trying to get that little extra 100 mil coverage you know of, of the scene or whatever it is you know the, the typical you know sure second camera setup. B camera kind of style exactly yeah yeah and they never used to look it's funny he would never say the b camera he would just like the second camera or the other camera it was really funny because he was always like, it's it's all part of the same. Right. Obviously, assistants don't think that. They love to know what accessories go with what. That's the blue one. That's the red one. And <laughs> But he was always very generous about, you know. Yeah. yeah. I've had, uh, I did a movie years ago that was blue cam- uh, blue and red. Hmm. So it wasn't A and B, it was blue and red. Yeah. yeah. And and um, this DP uh, said, uh, David Boyd, who I've talked oh, about David, so many times. Yeah, lovely guy. Yes, yes. And he said, uh, I, I don't know, he, he said, uh, who cares whether it's A or B? He said, you know, A thinks they're all hot shit and, you know, it's B who's, uh, the whole movie's made off a of B camera, you know, because they're going to they're gonna be here all the yeah, time, yeah, like, yeah. you know, eyebrows to chin and yeah. and that wide shot will only get like a second yeah. and it took him all day to do, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, but that's always, but he's, you know how he is. Yeah. And he says to A, he's like, oh, B, they're getting shit over there. You guys are really doing, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how he is. Play the game, yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. plays it better than anybody yeah. and you love him for playing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, he, when I first came to town, he was one of the, he was very generous with his time and advice and he I always appreciate him. He was a really lovely guy. Oh, he still is, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's funny, Dan Gilroy says exactly the same thing. Yeah, Robert, you're doing great. And then you go, Andrew, quick, 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 Right, right, yeah. right. And I always say, did you use any of our shots in the movie? He goes, what, are you kidding? Like, most of the movie is your shots. You know, again, playing the room. You know? Sure, of course. Yeah. So Definitely. you come back the next time like, you know, right. okay, let's do it, let's do it. Right, and you can't, work, you can't wait to work hard for those people. Absolutely. They, you know, yeah. that's that's one thing that I loved about David, mm. working with David, was I couldn't wait to go to work. Yeah. I'd be early to work. Yeah. You know, I was never yeah. late. No. And on these other jobs, you're, like, dragging in five mm. minutes before, like, mm. ugh. You know, because yeah, yeah, you can't, you don't want to spend an extra minute when they're when they're really tough like yeah, that, you yeah, know. Yeah. And even if the job's really tough, yeah. it's the nice people and yeah. the hard work you see them doing, and the encouragement mm-hmm. and the the fun they're having. Mm-hmm. It's it all rolls right downhill. To exactly. You, you know? Dean Sandler is exactly that guy. Is he? He just his whole crew. He wants to learn by the first week and a half, say maybe two weeks, everybody's name on that call sheet. Wow. He wants to know all the grips, all the electricians, obviously all the camera department, but all the other people. And he's constantly saying, psh, psh, come here, come here, who's that person? Who's, what's that person's name? You know. And so then he would go and introduce himself, and he's just brilliant. And that everybody in that crew, I mean, from the production managers, the producers, directors, all the way down to craft service, everybody loves working with him because he's right. such a great guy. Huh. 
How do I get a gig with him? Uh, is it? Yeah, he's it's a uh, tough one. It's a tough one, yeah. Because nobody he's wants having, to leave yeah, that guy, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. He, well, Tony Rivetti was has been pulling focus for him for twenty something years. You know, and Tony's just retired, and yeah. Dean's you know probably thinking about doing the same thing, but he's not retiring. He's just slowing down a little bit. You know. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, let's take a let's take a break because you you might need a little more water in a second, and then uh, mm-hmm. I might need another one of these white claws. Three or four today. Yeah. yeah. What's... It's, yeah, you probably want to... It's a lot of caffeine, no? I was doing about eight a day at one stage. Oh, so. And then my camera department switched me to decaf without telling me. No. And they told me a year later. Really? Yes, I beat them all mercilessly. I just... Senselessly. I just, hadn't worked with any of them since? Oh, no, I still work with them, but I make sure they know that I'm watching them every move. <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't notice? No, I just I was, I was drinking more. I was like, why am I drinking so much more coffee? You know, ah, so it was funny. Oh, that was a that was a drink being open. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's see. What were we? What were we on? Um, oh, we were talking about Born Legacy, and that's that's what you've done with the Gilroys, right? The yeah. that and Nightcrawler, and just recently because I've started shooting now, um, I've done some pickup work and second unit work for them on uh, some recent projects. Oh, can't remember the name of them. Oh, but, right. yeah. Uh, we'll find out all about that later. Mm. Um. <laughs> whatever Dan shot last year, I think there's and Robert. Whatever Robert's been shooting the, with Dan Gilroy the last, you know, two little things. Gotcha. One was with Denzel Washington, and one was with something else. I can't. Remember. Oh, um, oh, that was the George Clooney thing. I did some stuff with uh, George. Uh, Robert's got a pretty good working relationship also with George Clooney, so yeah. he shot uh, George's movie, and so I did some pickup work on that as well. He shot a bunch of... Oh, did George direct a new movie? Yeah, just uh, about two years ago. Oh, which one was that? Is it not out yet? Or Yeah, I think it's been and gone probably. Oh, shoot, okay. Yeah. Um, didn't he shoot... Didn't oh Superbicon? Sh- of course, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, didn't he shoot uh, that that George Clooney Michael Clayton? Yes. Oh, how good was that? Scott Sakamoto. Brilliant. Was the operator on that. Brilliant. Just brilliant. I need to get him in here so bad. You have to. He is. He is the I'm trying. operator. Dave Emmerich's Scott Sakamoto. I've just, had Dave. Yeah. He's just brilliant operators. Yeah. Their body of work is just outstanding. It's yeah, just crazy good. Mm. Um, so okay, well that's cool. Um, I know you have a you have a little bit of a time limit here. So, JJ um, Abrams, mm. it, did he do the new Star Wars that you yes. were just doing? Yes. Okay, so you've done a bunch of movies with him uh, on second units. Yeah, I've done a lot of his second units. Colin Anderson was the A operator ah. on first unit. So okay, I've done a lot of the second units uh, courtesy of Colin. So it was quite good. But um, this one you this one you were shooting yeah second year DP on this one so it was quite good because um, yeah. I remember I sent you a message asking if you could come on about six eight months ago exactly and you said I'll be back in the US in <laughs> April or whatever it was you said and I was like okay yeah, yeah. Uh, and you sent me a list here's who should be on here's who sh- you should get if you hadn't thought of them already which yeah. I which I really appreciated oh, good yeah. um, 
But yeah, you were on you were on the new Star Wars that's mm-hmm. coming out yeah, whenever coming out and Christmas uh, December. So, oh really? Yeah, it's coming out then. So they're all madly putting it all together, and uh, ILM's doing their magic, and JJ's doing his magic, and it's it. I have to say, I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll you'll enjoy it. And the trailer has just come out, so I think that got quite. Oh, a I got to check it out. Wait, it's uh, called what's it called? Um, there's a name to it. Shoot. Dang it. Ding dang it. I have it written. I think that's what it's called. Ding dang it. <laughs> the Force Awakens. Okay. That's the one, right? I, we yeah. called it Trixie. So I've got Trixie in my head. That was its code name. Oh, you uh, didn't call it by its name. It episode nine. So if you look in the middle of the word Trixie, it's got an I and an X, which is nine. So little secret for you. Uh, I'm sure I'm not supposed to say that. For the fanboys. The Disney, the Disney guys will come and get me as I walk out of your door. <laughs> They're out. They're out in the van. Exactly. Actually, Jeff Haley joked about yeah. like there's probably some guys on the van <laughs> waiting to see what I say. Yeah. Um, Your phone's been activated, by the way. So it's like oh, oh for okay. sure, for sure. <laughs> the, the little blinking yeah. light is on. We had a Disney phone that was uh, would activate if we you know we'd start talking about stuff. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm not supposed to say that either. Did you really? We yeah the the, the iPhone 10 whatever when that came out or the whatever the latest one is and so yeah that was their phone so they could keep track of you and stuff like that but we ended up ending up oh, so turned, they gave you a phone yeah they gave us a phone oh yeah, yeah. A production phone uh, okay so to track to track you correct well that's mm. not the, that's not why mm. they gave you a phone to use for work right that's right exactly that's exactly right <laughs> but the tracking doesn't yeah. hurt in the listening in <laughs> but if you said star wars it would open up you know like mm, listening <laughs> looking who are you would it really no just, oh okay that's my paranoia <laughs> i started Sorry. to i started to take you seriously yeah and i'd, I'd well <laughs> that's a funny paranoia sorry yeah oh, that's okay the security around that project is really tight you know yeah, i imagine it was yeah <clears throat> i've done a little bit of marvel work and so i i get the idea on yeah. the edges of it anyway yeah, yeah. no scripts you, you have to you know, ipads and tablets and yes you know, all that sort of stuff. nothing but, gets emailed yeah well, I don't know if that was the case for you, but, but. you get uh, you have your own Disney account, and it gets literally the day you finish, the day you wrap, deactivated, it, gone. So hopefully you don't want to save anything, <laughs> contacts or whatever. Wow, it's really? Gone. Yeah. Interesting. But you were there from when? Because you just got back a couple of months ago, April, right? April, April, May. Yeah, I left to go prep. We had uh, a few months prep, a few second unit, prep, yeah. okay, and. Uh, then we yeah, we shot all the way up till December. We had the you know, the uh, hiatus during December, and then we came back in early January and continued till the end of February. So you shot second unit for like eight months. Yeah, yeah. It was how it was many a, how many shooting days? Is that like well, f- not five days a week? No, no, no. We were shooting maybe two or three days a week, but we were also prepping for first unit. We were lighting stages for first unit. Ah. Uh, rehearsing stunts and things like that so there's always something to do somewhere to go and just you know it's never-ending setup and uh, proof of concept work that we had to do for some of the setups and then we went to Jordan for 10 days prior to first unit coming to set that up and it was it was very very time-consuming but it was fantastic it was a great project JJ is such a fantastic director yeah he is one in a million he's you know He's up there. Who was directing second unit? Victoria Mahoney. Okay. Um, uh, she had come from a TV, back- name, yeah. TV background. Um, 
So there was a first for her, I think, uh, directing a second unit with a lot of visual effects and stunts and things like that. It's a big thing to start with. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wow, crazy. Mm. Um, But but so, like, so you did, like, 60, 80 shooting days or something? We did 120, I think. Yeah, I was just guessing. Okay, 120 shooting days on second unit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Something like that, yeah. Some were proof of concept things type stuff? Oh, no, that's actually shoot days. Oh, so that doesn't count all those other days. Yeah, that's all those other days. Wow. Um, Yeah, and it's all film, anamorphic. Dan Mindell, that's his thing. He shoots film. Yes, Dan Mindell, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and it's anamorphic, and he has, you know, his lenses that he likes to use. Dan Sasaki is, you know, a great supporter of his. I'm sure he has his own sets and all that stuff. Yeah, he has preferred sets for sure. And uh, Serge, who is our first AC, you wait till you see this movie. He did some incredible work. I mean, the focus pulling on this movie is just outstanding. I mean, I'm. He was on first unit. Yeah, he was the first unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But, uh, you know, we get to watch dailies every morning, so we were watching on the big screen at Pinewood. And uh, again, fantastic way to work. You know, sit in the morning, watch it on a big screen. Because, you know, we're so used to looking at, you know, small screens now, tablets. But when you're shooting anamorphic and we're shooting for a big movie, to look at it on a 40 foot screen, you see how smooth things are, how wobbly it is, as we say in the steady cam world. you know, just the sense of lighting and, and tones and things like that. So it's great to see on the big screen what a close-up is. You know, like people want to do those you know, screamers, yeah, you know, eyebrows. It's like on an anamorphic lens, it's, it's, it's too much. You oh, know, yeah. For some things, you know. You can do first button and get Correct. a lot of... Yeah, yeah so yeah. on a massive big screen, that's a, that's a nice close-up, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was a real treat to be able to do that and have Dan there in the morning and just make notes and ask and do. And it was a fantastic way to work. Old school, you know, it was good. That's nice. Yeah, and Colin Anderson was the first uh, unit A operator. His Steadicam work, you wait till you see some of the stuff they were doing. And the crane work. I've seen what he's done already. I'm so yeah. impressed by yeah. by him. I mean, I I can't wait to get him in here at some point. I hope. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But he's, uh, <laughs> he's he's in town now. This is a good time to get him. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, good. So I'll, have to, I'll have to get his info from you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Uh, um, I mean, that's a giant movie. You've done so many giant movies. Was it a giant transition for you to go from operating, from being mm-hmm. a steady to being mm-hmm. second unit DP? Mm-hmm. I mean, what? it's just a lot more info, huh? Yeah. I think uh, I, I have to credit uh, Sal Tortino for uh, you know helping me transition from uh, operator to second unit DP on Inferno. And... Uh, working with a stunt coordinator who was also transitioning to his first big uh, movie, Wade Eastwood. So we got on very well, and we did a good job on Inferno. Ron was very appreciative of uh, the efforts we put in, and, and Wade's you know, huge input into it, not just stunt coordinating, but uh, second unit directing. Oh, cool. And uh, so it was it was a win-win situation. And Sal's always been super supportive. He is. Sal Tortino is just another great guy. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know him. He's... Uh, yeah, he's a great DP. Uh, yeah, very creative, great lighter, great shooter. But uh, he's very loyal, very supportive to his crew. You know, that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, I did have this listed. You did second unit. Inferno was another Dan Brown thing, right? Yeah, that was the dare I say the final of that that series. There was two more movies to be made, but they decided to put it together in in uh, in that one movie. Oh, it was going to be four, and they yeah. made it three, yeah. kind of thing. I see. Because you know that subject matter is, you know, pretty 
I think once you've seen two of those threes, enough, you get it. Yeah, yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a big movie too. And then you did second unit on Rampage. Yes, Rampage. Uh, that was funny. We were lining up to do second unit on Mission Impossible, and then uh, on that Wednesday they said, "Okay, we're not doing second unit anymore." Uh, first unit director wanted to direct the all the action stuff himself. So Tom Cruise said, "Okay, that's." That's good. And actually, I also have to credit Tom Cruise for pushing for me to also shoot a second unit. On The Mummy, right? Yeah, on The Mummy. That was fantastic. We were doing Jack Reacher at the time, uh, the second Jack Reacher. And, um, yeah, he, he actually went into bat for me to make sure that I was going to be there. So I have to uh, – hats off to him. He's also another professional guy that – I know there's lots of uh, – different theories about stuff but uh, at work he's extremely professional. Oh I've heard he's so much about how great he is at yeah. work. Yeah. But he brings that 110% to work and so he expects everyone else to do that as well. Sure. And he is appreciative of everyone's work. There's no two ways about that. It, it's fantastic. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I forgot. So I mean you've done second unit but you've only done big movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well no I did I actually just did a little movie uh, I'm going to pause for a sec. You want to pause? I don't know, because this is the thing. I'm, I'll have to think about this. Waiting for Anya is this little movie that's actually just come out. The trailer's just come out. And it was a little movie in Europe, and I sort of did under the radar. It was a little low, independent, uh, little low-budget thing. Oh. So I'm thinking... Anyway, that was a lovely little movie. A little very low-budget thing I went to do, and I enjoyed it immensely. You know, three of us. The second unit was three of us. And then oh, the really? second unit director left, and it was just the three of us, so... We had a great time. Oh, sorry, four, because then we ended up getting a grip because we were – that was very good. You know, <laughs> English version of a grip is a, like a camera grip, you know. Yeah. So that was that that helped. Driving around the Pyrenees, grabbing shots. And In the Pyrenees? Yeah, it was just fantastic. Oh. But, you know, that was – it was that was a great experience. Waiting for Anya. It'll be out soon. Waiting, what kind of film? It's uh, it's set in the Second World War. Uh, these people are smuggling Jewish kids across the border into Spain from France. Wow. And uh, Angelica Houston is is in it. Uh, there's a bunch of character actors that are in it. You, you, know, you probably won't know their names, but you'll when you see them. Yeah. Everyone did a great job. Yeah. Nice and, movie. Yeah, nice little movie. Jerry Vassbender, a uh, Kiwi guy lives in London. He shot it. Just looks beautiful. I've seen his... He's a Kiwi guy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. With that name, I kind of thought he was German. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a six foot four Kiwi. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but he's a lovely guy. Yeah? Lovely, lovely guy, yeah. Yeah. I need to. I need more lovely lovely people to work with in my life. Yeah, exactly. Not that they're... Not that, you know, the ones I have are bad, but, yeah. you know, more, we have, we more have good such, is always good. Exactly. We have such a great job, and so we should enjoy what we're doing. I know there's crazy people, but I think there are seen our camera departments. We should always try and enjoy it, you know. Stick together, support each other, and so hopefully you have a good bunch of grips and electrics and yeah. hair and makeup people that every day you go to work. And so I think it's a, upon us in the camera department to project that, you know, yeah. and include people, invite people to come stand next to the camera and look through and, you know, have be involved. Yeah, you know, that's what we used to do with all the hair and makeup people. Come look through the camera. Come, what do you think about this? You know, in, involve everybody as an A operator. I think that's what you're supposed to do. You know, hmm. you're not. You and the AD are running the set. That's what I I believed, and you you're involved, and the day goes super quick, and you're involved in making that movie. You know, yeah. You build a rapport with people, so that last second when everybody clears the set and you're just about to roll, you can look at that grip, 
or that electrician brother of yours and go look at something and they look at you and point to it and they can run in and grab it or you know right pull that flag up out of shot hide that cable turn that light bulb back on again <laughs> right and that's you know having a, a committed crew and that's as an a operator i think that's part of your job is to include everyone we're not aloof you know we're part of a team right that's interesting i've never heard that perspective before but i like it mm-hmm. i think it makes a lot of sense it makes for a lovely work environment doesn't it sure yeah. sure um yeah that's very yeah. nice who taught you that or was this just something that made sense to you? Just made sense to me. It's just about being involved. I think you know. I, I always wanted to know what everybody did. Like you said, you you as a PA, you did everything. So you yeah. know, people have yelled at you and like, why are they yelling at me? I'm just trying to do the job here. I know. Sure. So why would you be like that? Why would you go on to be that person? You know. Yeah. So you respect the PAs. They've just been told to lock that up. I know you they're blocking you from going there but don't go off on that PA you know right. they just doing their job right. try and work out you know why sure so oh sorry oh that's right oh, all that sort of stuff but then you know and sort of the boom guys you know they're not there to screw our day up you know, you know bit of dialogue between the both of you and you talk and you look at each other and you can have that little rapport so you can sneak them in and try yes. and sneak them in when they can sneak in and then when they have to pull out again they'll pull out yeah I've had conversations actually about boom operators with people and as a matter of fact I I mentioned my friend Eric Anthony that I did a season of Empire with and and he he somebody somebody texted him and said hey I heard your name on this podcast and he listened and he texted me it was kind of funny but anyway we were talking uh, I forget who I was talking to about but they were saying like oh they were telling me I think Fincher now shoots everything with booms in shoots the wide shot and just lets them boom it like right here whatever Mm -hmm. and then paints it all later and shoots a plate maybe Mm -hmm. and and uh and and i've been told that too i forget what i was on but i i tilted down a hair just to because he's just i can see that piece of white tape just you know and so I'm just helping him a little because, you know, the sooner we get everything, the sooner we all go home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to be a team player. Me, yep. And boy, did I get yelled at. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, boy. Is that on the Fincher thing? No, no, no. Oh I didn't work gosh. with Fincher. No, oh no, 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 no. I didn't work with him. I, I'm just saying what yes, I heard he, about it. This was with somebody else, and the DP screamed at me and and, yeah. and, and, and threw a kind of a fit about it. I'll paint it out later. I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing. Uh, yeah, helping see, sound again. And I'm like, you know what, man? We're, we're all in the same crew here. Yeah. I get it. If you come to me after and go, hey, yeah. I saw you help him. Yeah. You don't need to do that. I'll paint Correct. it later. Fine. Yeah. No problem, man. Yeah. Thank you for telling me. Exactly. But, but geez, like to scream and yell and this guy was a screamer anyway. This is what I don't understand. <laughs> like if we're sitting at the table having a dinner. Do we yell at each other? Give me the sauce. Give me the sauce. Give me the... And we don't. Right. No. Why? So why do we, you know, why right. do we have to be crazy at work? I know frustrations is pr- and, and pressure. But oh, there are moments. Everyone moments, has yeah. moments. But, but don't but, start that off at seven o'clock in the morning doing. And but well, it, it just control yourself a little bit, you know. Be be. You're fine. I, you bump the, okay. the mic a little. No, that's no problem. This but stuff's it's, out, it, the, it's like the map box is out of whack. So yeah, you don't. Uh, don't you hate it when the no. map box is like three degrees? I'm telling the assistants, make sure you level. put that map box on straight again. Because as a Steadicam guy, oh, that yeah. map box is like, that, you're like, oh, hang on, what's happening? Right, your bra- it screws your brain up. Because your peripheral vision, there's this thing there off to the left or the right, whichever way you operate, and it's off kilter. You're like, hang on. 
and you don't think about it, but it's there. It's your reference. Yeah, it feels wrong. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, it Put definitely it feels square. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the yelling and stuff, you know, it's yeah. it's unnecessary, mm. and I think some people think that type of behavior motivates people. Yeah. And I think there's a very small amount of people motivated mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they think it works. But the vast majority of people are motivated by, by kindness and involvement mm-hmm. and feeling a part of the project yeah, and feeling important. The team, yeah. Right. So I had a director who was from New York, and he pulled me aside after the first couple of hours and said, and this is one of those talks, you're going to get fined if you don't start, you know performing i was like okay so what's he what was he really saying he couldn't hear me yelling at the crew because i wasn't yelling at people to do stuff he was like i don't hear that you're doing things i'm like we do it I, if i asked the grips to lay dolly track i'd have to yell to i just say let's put 20 feet of dolly track down here so i don't have to yell at anyone if we need a lens i can talk to the assistant and he'll get it so we try not to make noise. We're not, we're not trying to be part of this circus. We can have a very civilized yeah, atmosphere. But he wanted that. He wanted that angst on the set. And I was like, I was can't. it because previously he'd worked with somebody who was a screamer? And, yeah. And they were good. Yeah. And so he thought that's, that's how you. That's had how to be. you must be. To you must be a. You must have to be a screamer to be good. So. And so what ended up? Happening? So after the first day, so we just calmed down and it was good. And he, he enjoyed it. He was like, okay, that whole, you know, again, the word angst. He's not just coming in every day. And I was like, okay, let's work. And it was it was a great little project. Again, one of those little movies of the week where he was under a lot of pressure to shoot, you know, a seventeen day schedule. You know, right. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. Ten pages a day or whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, that's. That's funny, but you you changed him. Did you ever work with him again? No, I, that was again. There's a period where you just you know banging off these little oh, things. Yeah, you know, two or three weeks on that job. Next one, next one. No. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Excuse me. I had a little burpee there. Um, well, shoot. Emotional. You, you have to go. Oh. It's six ten. Okay. Do you have to go? Six thirty is dinner, so yeah. But you anyway, go. It, but what? Are there any other little quick uh, this. Uh, I was going to ask about Ron Howard. Ah, fantastic. I've heard. Lovely director. Yeah. Um, Is his AD still... Oh, geez. Bill Connor. Yes. Bill Connor. Billy. Yeah, Billy. He's now probably like an executive producer slash first AD. So it's it's quite a good little gig then. My ex knew him from... I don't even know how long, 25 years or longer, maybe, something like that. They've been friends for a gazillion years. But um, no, he said about, well, somebody said about the second second Dan Brown novel that was a movie. It's like, well, it's too much fun not to go do another one yeah. go in, go in and have a vacation in Europe and oh. and eat well and drink well um, and have so, yeah. r- right so we went to Florence to do Inferno did, did you do the other you did his previous I did no I did Frost Nixon with him and I did oh uh, Frost Nixon yeah, right Inferno that was all handheld so that was quite fun and Inferno and there was something else and I can't remember what it okay. was but anyway he's um He's such a lovely guy, but he loves his second camera because, you know, what you like, again, stealing that close-up or sure. that little insert or that little whatever it is, you know. 
and uh, a little off you know off angle he loved it he, he enjoyed everything but he's a great person to work with he's very high energy you know but also very respectful you know but he he likes that time too with his actors you know, we can do all the lighting and running up and down but once it's his time he likes to have that time right but he's very nice about it he's he's good there is there is that's kind of an old school thing it's like yeah. you guys can take however long you want yeah if it takes you four hours to light it it takes you four hours to light it yeah but then if if I, if I bring the actors in and then you're like mm. oh let me tweak this thing they they don't like it no you should be ready for them mm. but right and it's a different thing today you know yeah. they it's not like that and of course we all know about the the Christian Bale thing when the, when the DP was was tweaking something but mm. it's the same idea it's yeah. like it's a respect thing yeah exactly I mean in the middle of a performance and you're walking around moving lights or you know cursing or right you know stuff like that that's that gets up their nose because you know they're trying to concentrate in the back in their peripheral vision or in the background you're walking around doing stuff I that didn't go down so well at that point. And Christian is a is a nice person. Yes. He's a professional. Yes, I've worked with him twice, and he's really you know really I've, good. I've heard, so I, I, but I can imagine he went crazy. I mean, that's his time, you know. Mm-hmm. And they've had that two hours or three hours. And that wasn't the first time either. Apparently, it was right. the third, fourth mm-hmm. time or something mm-hmm. before he finally went off. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. he'd asked ni- supposedly he'd asked nicely a bunch of times. And Absolutely. Anyway, anyway yeah, yeah. it's all hearsay, but yep. for me anyway. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, and I talked to Jeff Haley about working mm. with Christian on uh, American Hustle and I think mm. something else. But um, so I've anyway, that's a different subject. Mm. But Ron Howard, yes, um, he makes great movies. He just always has. Mm. I didn't I didn't see Inferno, but he's made so many good movies. Mm. He's uh, for somebody. He's just so talented. Yeah, for somebody who was a talented kid and then just just. He's still going up, I think, right? Yeah. He, you know, he does um, he, such a varied body of work, you know, and then he does all yeah. these little classics. But it, mm. Don't worry about that. I don't know what that was. We heard a weird noise. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he'll do little funny movies. We did this movie called Dilemma. The Dilemma? And it was just, uh, with Vaughan, uh, Vince Vaughan and it was uh, and Kevin James in Chicago. You know, a little quirky little comedy. But um, we thought we were going to do the movie about Tesla because we were talking about, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, the, and we were going to Chicago. So, oh, yeah, it all made sense. And then that was that project was on hold, which and I kept thinking, Vince Vaughan's in the Tesla movie? That's weird. And Kevin James? What sort of, well, it's weird. And we get there and it's like the, the dilemma. Oh, okay. So we often made that little movie, you know. Uh, yeah. And you know, Vince is uh, another character who um, is, uh, you know, he likes the Vince Vaughn show. That's about him and that sort of stuff. And Ron actually, you know, worked with him really so well. Vince had a great time. I and mean, Vince can be very demanding. And uh, he was just a champion, you know. He was actually in, in, treated everyone to a, a big dinner one night and was happy with everybody. And you know, That's he was, nice. He was funny and, you know, he was Good old Vince Vaughn. He's in Chicago. The uh, Black. He Hawks. likes shooting in Chicago. Yeah, they just won the Stanley Cup, so it was a fun, fun, fun. Was this maybe 2015? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm a big LA Kings fan. Uh, we had a big Hawks Kings rival because we won. They won in 2011, I think. We won in 12. They won in 13. We mm-hmm. won in 14. They won in 15. Yeah. 
and then we didn't win in 16. Exactly right. <laughs> I don't know if you're a big sports guy, but... I was until about 2014, then I've, I've been away out of town so much, I've lost track of... You know, oh, so you like the Kings? Yeah, I like the Kings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like ice hockey because it's such a great contact sport. I love it. It's great, and it, and it moves. It's fast, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other game, the throwy ball game, you know, with the... The Rams and the Raiders throw balls to each other. I'm not crazy about that. I mean, <laughs> throwy ball? Yeah. The foot, what's it called? Is it called football? Or no? Football. But there's only one guy out of 52 kicks the ball. So he's the footballer. <laughs> the other guys are the throwy ballers, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Sorry. I'm you, in a couple of You guys have that. like three or four games that you call footy in Australia. Exactly. So, and they're all different. So I don't know. Well, I, one, it's all about how much you can punch the other guy legally. You know? Yes. So soccer, you can't punch anyone. That's true. Aussie rules, you can punch and run. And rugby, you can just... Yeah, that's the, you can punch. You can punch and right. crush somebody's skull. Yes. But at the end of the game, you'll shake hands and thanks very much. It's been wonderful. And the bar. And the bar. But whoever, you know, if anyone gets testy, then it's your shout. So don't get too testy. <laughs> and it, that white line, when it's on the field, it all stays there. It doesn't come off the field. Oh, and those guys, man, oh. their hands and faces are all mangled. Oh. But they don't have the head, they don't have the, the, the concussion stuff that NFL players do. Yeah, no. Because they don't start, hit head-to-head very often. Well, yeah, they've just started uh, putting stuff on because there are a few guys in rugby they're starting to do in Aussie rules no they don't have anything it's just open slather you know it's a good oh luck. rugby starting are they putting like ear yeah ear yeah, protectors because they on. get the cauliflower yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely... but that's different than getting concussion after concussion yeah absolutely yeah, you know yeah. but American football my gosh those guys that just, man mountains just running at each other just banging heads into each other Jeez. constantly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well but Bryant Gumbel uh, the, yep. he has his HBO sports mm-hmm. he said years ago Let's get rid of the helmets. Let's get rid of the helmets and we'll get rid of... You want to get rid of concussions? Get rid of the helmets. Yeah. The problem is there's so much money in it. Yeah. The NFL will not change anything until the money tells them they have to change. Yeah. yeah. You know that's true. Yeah. So, but um, sport, anyway. Yeah. We digress. <laughs> I, we, we did. We digressed into sport on your on, on borrowed time here because I know you need to go. <laughs> but And I don't want to hold you. I don't want to make you late. I know you have guests. I'll just end up you know, getting the last little bit of whatever it is. You know, it's all right. Just a little bit of food? Yeah. yeah we right. don't want that. Uh, we don't want I'm that. wasting away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but thank you. You know, um, I have to blame it a little on you because you you were a little later than expected. Yeah, that's exactly. So so, but now I'll now I'll have good reason to ask you to come back and do it again. Are you in town for a while? Do you have big projects going? Or um, there's uh, everything's uh, you know been on hold for so long for because the writers are, were bubbling about maybe going on strike. So yeah, I think they're starting to settle that. So I think here we are in um, May beginning of may and all the things that we're going to be starting this month is probably going to start in june now and i think in this next week all of us who are sitting around going okay what's going on there are a lot of us right now There's, too. like tomorrow afternoon tuesday i like to say tuesday afternoon one o'clock the phone rings and boom off you go so like oh, i'm never gonna work again <laughs> cut to oh, oh here we go right off to atlanta off to wherever off to you know, yeah yeah, you know, yeah what it's like yeah you know, so you'll be you'll be off to some some strange land somewhere Right now, I'm, I'm I'm looking at either Atlanta, London, or um, or somewhere else. I forget where it's uh, Rome, Italy. Yeah, that's hopefully something comes up. Someone, one of them comes off. 
So they're all they're all in the maybes. Yeah, yeah. I'm Is going, that you were at a meeting? You said you were in their office. All right, I'm, I'm going to do some additional photography for a movie called Twenty One Bridges. They've shot that last year, and so we're going to reshoot. Oh, not reshoot, but uh, shoot a different ending for the movie. So I leave on Sunday for that. Ah, and go to New York for a week, and I'll go do that. Keep my hand in, you know. But that's, that's for the Russo nice. brothers, there, which I hadn't worked with those guys till since. Captain America, so the right. soldier as an operator. But I did do two weeks of additional photography at the end of uh, Winter Soldier. That was that went off really well. So that was when I started to think, no, oh, maybe I should start. That shooting. was when the the, yeah. the thing stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I know there's a moment when we all have to hang it up. Yes. I'm not there yet. I don't think, but um, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether you were or not, but you found a good moment to do it. Yeah, it's working. I, it was one of the things, and I also had a little bit of an injury. I, in fact, Jason Nelson, who we were talking about just a little while ago, he, uh, I covered him on a movie called Jane's Got a Gun, and Mandy Walker was the DP. We went out to New Mexico, mm. and this is a note for everybody: do not jump off the back of the tailgate on a truck. Step off. So in New Mexico, I jumped off the truck and I landed on a rock, fractured my foot, and I thought, no, oh, that's sore. So by the end of the night, I'm like, okay, that's really sore. Was the gate all the way up? No, it was halfway. Halfway, yeah. but you jumped so out. So like, what's that, two feet off the ground? Yeah. Mm, two and a half, three, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't, it was just enough, This you know, the little step was there. And so you just hit the rock right. Yeah, and I thought, hmm. And so I came back and thought, oh, I said, yeah, it'll be fine. I'd be pro for now, I'd be fine. And about a month later, I was <gasps> in London on Mission Impossible, and I was like, oh, there's something, why can't I keep the rig still, you know? I, I felt... As steady cam operators, you know, the, when you're coming to a lock-off, I swore the camera was doing this and I couldn't, but it wasn't. It was just me moving around the camera because I was taking the weight off my right foot. And so that was the beginning of the thing. Mm. Um, so maybe I have to do something else. My feet may get me as well in the end. Mm. I've had a couple of surgeries from long, mm. long ago, but that stuff sticks with you. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and now I have uh, bone spurs and... Uh, tendonitis in both uh, of them and all that fun stuff so and that stuff doesn't go away and so look after your feet guys buy good shoes get the get the inserts and the orthotics uh, the orthotics as soon as you can yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. change your shoes look that i don't do look i'm bad about have a morning shoe and have an afternoon shoe because if you're in a in the in your shoes for 10 hours 12 hours eight hours a day you're not the shoes aren't made for that you know they're just made for Really? around, yeah. So you'll compress that all the all that goodness that's going in your shoe and your supports. And wear shoes that give you support. You know, like that's all the way across, not just what's cool. Make sure you see. They, here's the thing: I use these very low profile uh, shoes, but they're the ones that are comfortable for me. If I've tried wearing these thicker ones, like Neil Bryant was wearing those Teva things or whatever, uh, uh, yeah. uh, not Teva, but um, Hooker. Hooker. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, geez, I don't think he does Steadicam with him. Mm. But I was doing a show some days with him. And I haven't tried those specifically. But I've tried bigger sole shoes, and they're not as comfortable. They hurt my feet. So I maybe just haven't found the right ones. But Go see a podiatrist. Go see someone. I've been. I've been. You know? uh, I've asked them, and it's like, they don't really know what to tell me. You know? It's like, well... 
So I have in my orthotics, they have mm-hmm. cutouts for my toes because mm-hmm. that helps take the pain off my oh, right. yeah, off yeah, the yeah. bone spur part and yeah. this and that. So, I mean, they've done something for me, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've never asked for, I don't know. He didn't have much to say about the shoes. Maybe I need a new podiatrist. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Mario Longi in Beverly Hills. He is world champion. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's close here. It's, yeah. it's very close. So. All right, I'll have to get that number from you too. But we better go because yes. I'm starting to feel bad now. Cause what <laughs> time wanna, is it? I don't want to keep you. It's longer than it was supposed to be. Oh, really? Oh. It's so much to- fun. I uh, feel like opening a bottle of something now. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I'm ready. <laughs> next, next time. Next I'm time. ready. I'll, next time I'll come prepared too. Well, I meant to call you. I'm glad you were driving today so you weren't mm. drinking, which mm. it, I support fully. Exactly. We fully support that. But um, And you were coming from a meeting, so it's not like mm. you could Uber to downtown and then call. Vers- I mean, you could have, but jeez, yeah. yeah. cost you a fortune. Um, <clears throat> but I was going to call you and say, jeez, do you want some wine? Nobody ever has wine, but I know I've seen you with wine on your Instagram, I think. <laughs> oh, yes. Or maybe Facebook. We always have on the Panabar, we have... Uh yeah, if you come on the camera truck, nobody does that anymore. Because oh, that's the, right. The we studio, we they, don't do that. They do not do that. Oh. No, no one does that I anymore. Just, no, okay. If there's more than seven kinds of bourbon, you have too many. Yeah. Then you have to start with the wine. But yeah. no one does that. Ah. Oh. No, I don't. No one that you know. No, definitely Good. not. Me neither. Definitely not because the studios don't permit that. So I'm going to take my name off my panabar then. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so whatever that big box is the the big white box we have in the camera truck that should have coffee in it it has coffee in it. yeah it has coffee yeah you always welcome i'll that. tell you a quick story yes um uh, uh, i was on a uh a tv show and there were other shows on these stages close by and someone on one of these other shows got caught with marijuana on them mm-hmm. by the network mm-hmm. uh i think a grip or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. So, because the most of the shows were on one network, our show was on a different one. But then they said this: they said one of the stars of the our show said to the whole crew, "I'm not supposed to tell you guys, but there's going to be some dudes coming through your trucks when you're not looking, and this and that. If there's any shit on your truck, you mm-hmm. don't want anybody to find. You better get it the fuck off your truck." Mm-hmm. And out of your cage on the stage and out of wherever, like gone. The dogs are coming. The dogs are coming. Mm. And I don't think they really ever did. But he warned us because he knew, look, we're not drinking during the day. But at night, you know, we'd like Mm. to have a bourbon on the on the truck. And and, as a matter of fact, he would come in the truck, that that particular actor, and have a drink with us. And nobody cared. And we didn't cause any problems. And, you know, and um, um, but. You know when you when you talk about liabilities and oh, stuff, the studios are a nightmare. Mad. Yeah, it's mad now. They send sure. the they send the lawyers in. Yeah, and so you know it all came back, and no one caused any more problems. It was just a one off weird thing from somebody on another yeah. show. But anyway, it was nice of the actor to warn us. Exactly. Uh, actually, I'm sad to say that uh, I'm starting to notice all that the cocaine's coming back, and it's like, ah, oh, gosh, all those guys who think they're doing an awesome job because they just whacked out on cocaine, really. Oh really? Yeah, it's coming I'm, back. I'm starting to see that around. Like, why that person is not paying attention very well? They're good for thirty seconds, and they like they lose it. <sighs> they can't hold attention span. That's too bad. I think whatever the scheduling is, or whatever the social situation is, whatever it is, but it's sad to see it. It was you know it was rife here in in the nineties and stuff, but uh, for and good then, reason. Yeah, 
but now it's gone. And I mean, not that it's good. I but but the hours we work and you yeah, know that's you, want, you start to get it. Yeah, people are doing it to keep you know, keep going. Yeah. But of course, that what happened. You know, the crash is terrible because if you're driving home and you just you know, you bomb. It's mm. not good. But also safety, you know, when people are waking up high or low, what we do is a dangerous business. So you can't really be whacked out all the time. No. It's too dangerous. No. And we move too quick, you know. Yeah. And we have a safety. Re- Look, if all yeah. we did is ride a ride a dolly all the time, hmm. that's one thing. But we carry a rig around. Correct. You know, if you're screwed up and you're on whatever you're on and you run an actress over or a grip over or a, or a producer over or a PA over, you know, you could kill them. Absolutely, you, you could kill them. Put a camera in their face, you know. Absolutely, all that stuff. Or you you step in the wrong spot at the wrong time, and that thing falls yes. on you. Whatever it is, yeah. You forgot that the cue was you stopped here, but you kept going. And yeah. You run straight into that. You know, exactly SFX right. Explosion. Kill yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, all you're, that stuff. So, guys, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Be professional. Yes. Be professional. <laughs> I, I look. I've admonished grips for. Uh, Many, many years ago, and I think I've told this story on the podcast, but, you know, he, he's hanging a, a flag over me, uh, Lefty Lucy. Hmm. And, you know, I said, hey, man, do you mind putting that righty-tighty so it doesn't... I know what I'm doing. I don't tell you how to operate your camera. And I said, look, my camera is not going to kill you. I'm I'm sitting on a dolly right now. If that thing falls, it's not going to kill me, but it could injure me. Yeah. could hurt my head, cut me open. Poke your eye out. Or, or something, right? Yeah. And, you know, come on. And yeah. let's just be a pro about it. Yeah. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I didn't yeah. yell it across the, mm-hmm. the stage. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we were outdoors in the wind, too. So, mm. And then his boss came to me that night and said, you know, I don't think you should be telling my guys what to do. And I said, when it's my safety, I'm going to speak up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to be a dick. And maybe I was a dick about it. But but that's not my fault. You're the one who hung the shit above my head. They could hurt me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and of course I try to be respectful to people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to embarrass anyone, but no. I also want a professional Absol- who's, who's yeah. going to hang it properly. Yeah. And if I say, "Oh shit, that safety came off," mm. they're not going to yell at me. They're going to go, "Thanks for the heads up," and put it back on. Correct. Yeah. Or thanks for the heads up. I'll spin this flag, yeah. or I'll spin the C stand yeah. around and do it right. Yeah, exactly right. As opposed to you know being defensive because you're not good. Yeah. Right. Because we forget there's also all different tiers and of experience. That Which is fine. With. And so sometimes we're working with people who are very experienced and they would never do that. And other people who are just getting it and they don't understand the consequences of what they're doing. They just go put that flag up or go do that thing and they're not understanding there's a consequence if something goes wrong with it. Right. You know, someone will get hurt. That's what we're seeing. Our business ex- expanding so quickly now. Yes. We're getting people with a lot less experience in safety consciousness about them and doing stuff and we're the ones who'll probably you know be hurt so right we should all take care of them or one every, of their or one of their oh, brethren or the, a, the anyone whole crew that's what I'm saying. Yes. we're i mean the, oh we on, as the crew, as the crew yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. we should all be looking out for each other you know safety's no joke as they say yeah all, always and you know I was talking to somebody recently who moved to Atlanta which we know there are a lot of new people in Atlanta and and they don't want to fly anybody out there so they mm. they worked very hard to try to train people up mm. but there's no amount of training that can replace years on set the experience yeah you know and part of we talked about how we when we started talking we talked about in Australia you did everything mm. in I did everything 
But when that grip taught me how to put a flag up for the first time, he taught me all the things and took 10 minutes to do it. Mm -hmm. When they taught me how to tie a knot, Hmm. when they taught me, Hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and when, 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 when I jumped off the back of the tailgate with two sandbags on my shoulders, because I was 24 years old and the grip said, I don't do that again. And I said, oh, I'm fine. And he said, yeah, but in 30 years, you won't be. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I said, oh, shit. Wisdom, yeah. Yeah, wisdom. And I went, oh, okay. I won't do that because I don't want to be hurt later, you know? And we all, you know, we all do stuff once in a Mm -hmm. while. But Mm -hmm. but you have to be aware of these things. Mm -hmm. And and a a week of training or a month of training can't teach you all these little things. And... um. Anyway, so yeah, we have to watch out. Oh, my point was the guy in Atlanta said there were a couple shows there, and I, I'm not going to say which right. ones, obviously, that he won't work on because they're unsafe. Yeah, yeah. And well, I was like, oh, they're small shows or what? Mm-hmm. And there are major studios, mm-hmm. major networks. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I totally understand. I totally understand. I was blown away. Yeah. Like, as an operator, you won't work on a show because mm-hmm. it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's too bad. Yeah. But well, I'm sorry. Sorry to end. We didn't need to end on this no, on this down note. But I'm so happy to meet you and, exactly. and chat with you. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Very good. Uh, Shaking was, hands on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> Radio charades. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it was it was a pleasure. My and pleasure, I, I I think we could have probably talked for another two hours. So we'll oh, have easy. to do it again fairly soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Old uh, chatty Kathy. I'm, I'm, once you got me going, that's good. But I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I think what you're doing is a fantastic service to Thanks. us all it's great to you know spread the knowledge and i think what we should do all the ex- you know, experience we all have is share that experience as older operators or whoever and it works best for all of us you know yeah and we also always have been inclusive you know new yes. operators coming through everybody so it works better for that you know i think so too and i think i think um for years there's been like um it's almost like a phone chain and yeah. you know Sometimes you're not connected to everybody, mm-hmm. but things get around. Yeah. You know, and that's great. Yeah. In my opinion, this gets less things around as fast, mm-hmm. but it gets a bunch of things around with maybe a funny story. Exactly. Or a, yeah. you know, a nice experience or, or something, yeah. you know, like you throwing, you embarrassing camera assistants by throwing your coffee on the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah. Just a You know, just torturous. Yeah, yeah torturous <laughs> moments. But I have to quickly say that when I first got to town, like guys like Jimmy Murrow, Chris Harov, Mark O'Kane, Dave Emmerichs, these are all guys who were, you know, they're a camera operators that were working on great movies at the time. They're obviously they're starting, and uh, Ted Churchill, this is when I got to meet him. They're all so welcoming, you know. Mm. And they always were willing to share their knowledge or ideas or you know references and stuff like that. It was fantastic. And Australia, uh, when I left, I, I uh, that that particular time. There was no communication amongst any of the other operators or right. people, so it was a very closed market. So you know that's different now, but it's it's it was so welcoming to come here and it's so refreshing. So we've always tried to include that. And I think you know, it's not about here; it's a testament to those particular people. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us are like or try to be like them mm-hmm. in in that way. But you just mentioned a really nice group of people. Yeah. You know, Dave Emmerich's Chris. They're they're all they're also 
they're lovely people and and, and henry you mentioned before. yeah and henry too exactly you see them at the soc events and they're all willing to have a chat and, yeah. and you know there's colin hudson we you know came as a young assistant yeah. and a young steady cam operator and he was always you know asking and, and we're always you now talking with him and it's just such a great pleasure to see him coming up through the ranks and he's doing so well and you know working and oh, all yeah. that sort of stuff so when you see people progressing through it's really it's great I've known he's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. I was at his house on Sunday, so right. I, I and it's hard to get him here because I always I razz him on here because yeah. I keep saying he's avoiding me. Yeah, exactly, which he kind of is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but he's always out of town working, so Great. he's nonstop. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy for him too. Yeah. But um, anyway, we, we again we could go on and on. But we better stop. Part two. We better stop. <laughs> Thanks thank, again. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thanks again to Andrew. It's pretty obvious why I want to have him back again, isn't it? I mean, there's so much stuff we didn't get to. He's great. Um, oh, my... <laughs> the reason we took that weird break when that motorcycle started up was I had my sliding glass door open just to let some air in. And when Andrew came over, I just forgot to shut it. So <laughs> the the street noise was extra loud. Um, so sorry about that. But I, I noticed I didn't address it when, when I... Uh, came back so i know it was it sounded like a bit of a mystery that's all it was so thank you for listening and thank you to tiff and steadicam and thank you to walter clausen fx and thank you to all my patreon subscribers and yeah that's about it all my thank yous are out hopefully i will see a bunch of people on saturday at the at the cinegear show and then uh at the after party at the fat dog on fairfax it'll start at like 5 30 and uh if this year is like any of the other years um we'll see the bar close (laughs) so um great food and drinks there so um come on out i i guess i just gave them a bunch of uh free advertising (laughs) but whatever it's fine they're friends of mine i like everybody there so um yeah come join us thanks for listening everybody